just jump right into it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Today, I have a very special guest with me. <laughs> You've completely hijacked the show. This is ridiculous. I haven't this hijacked it. I'm joking around. My show, and you it's a full takeover. You're just like, you know what? It's a rosy takeover for the time being, because I'm talking about something I enjoy. Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. I don't have time to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I'm glad that you've joined me today. Yeah. This is our part two on angels and the series that we are doing. So very excited to share some new information and research yeah, on I that. I don't know what I'm going to contribute to this other than... Well, you know some stuff yeah. just from past mm -hmm. research and things like that. So what are angels? Because I have some different ideas. Oh, we're getting right into it. I want to ask you, how you doing? I'm well, doing good. I, I, I thought maybe we should kind of catch everyone up on, you know... Life. Some people like to hear about our life, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. Um, life is life. Well, my birthday was yesterday. It was. And so that was... You made a French onion soup. Yeah. That's all you I really wanted. No one ate the pizza. No, because Nico made a very decadent, rich French onion soup. And it was... From scratch. Unreal. The best, hands down, French onion soup I've ever had in my life. About a pound of provolone and Gruyere oh cheese. Gosh. Melted in each bowl. Except it was so good. What did you make with port wine? So yeah. Go through it. All right. We'll, we'll walk through the uh, recipe. And I actually wrote this down because I have this problem where I like make delicious things and then don't write it down. And then we go to remake it and I don't know how I did it. So two onions, olive oil, saute them up, let them get brown, you know, throw in some garlic. And then I threw in like basically a whole bottle of port wine and just let that boil and like reduce to about half. You know what I mean? So it just burns off all the alcohol. Then added the beef broth. Four, uh, what are those things? 32 ounces? Yeah. Like four no. quarts of beef broth. And then I added a beef bone broth in there as well. And what else did you add to that? Then I threw in a gigantic marrow bone too. I roasted the marrow bone first, let it get nice and uh, brown, mm -hmm. then threw it in there and just let it boil. I'm telling you, the depth of flavor in and that's this it. soup. And then just garlic salt or garlic powder, salt, pepper, oregano, thyme. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, I cut up some green onions and put it in there as well. And just let that... It was damn delicious. And then you melt the cheese on top. And you got some provolone sliced thick. Like a quarter when of We went inch. to the grocery store yesterday. I was like, whoa. You got to get the thick cut. And you put the bread in. Through the baguette, the baguette in the bottom. Pour the soup on the top. Put the cheese on there. Did you put it under the broiler? I put How it in the microwave. It? But okay. yeah, you're supposed to put it in the broiler. But I didn't feel like pulling out the little... The French onion soup bowls. Yeah. They're buried deep in the cabinet. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was really good. And then the pizza showed up for the party and I had like one little slice. No one ate the pizza. No one ate the pizza. Because everyone was stuffed. filled up on this mm -hmm. amazing French onion soup. Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And... Uh... <laughs> what are you laughing at? The picture the little guy got you for 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was sweet. It's a sentiment, you know. It's a thought that counts. But it's uh, Nico was like, I, I want to warn you. I took him shopping to get some birthday presents. Mm -hmm. We got a bunch of snacks because uh, Miss Pepper over here has a sweet tooth. Yep. Lots of snacks and stuff. And yep. we're going around. And other cute little things. Yeah. Made you a nice candle. Beautiful candle. I should post that candle. You should post that N candle. Nico makes the most beautiful candles. And soon I want him to open up his own Etsy shop because these candles are not just beautiful to look at. He puts crystals in them. They all have an intention set behind them and they are all meant for something. Like I always have a throat chakra block always. And anytime I'm sick, everything goes to the throat, those kinds of things. Nico made me a beautiful specifically designed throat chakra candle and it's beautiful it smells amazing all pure essential oils and it's something that i mean they make beautiful gifts so mm -hmm. i think you should really i know start i gotta get on that and and he put it in a witch's cauldron uh -huh. so it's just completely suited to me yeah you just gotta post a picture of it because and i think what you should do is you could i mean i know it's a lot of work but custom make them for people right that's that's i don't want to just like mass produce them you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. that loses some of the right i mean people do that it's not that big you could do it with some yeah but i think that the custom candles i mean this thing is giant and it's right. gorgeous like i don't even know what you would charge for something like i that. don't either we'd have to you know what i mean look into that and think about it there's probably like at least twenty dollars worth of yeah, maybe fifteen dollars worth of crystals in alone there. in this thing. Yeah, you know, and the, maybe what, twenty. It's a cast right. iron cauldron. Right. That that <laughs> itself is like almost twenty bucks. Right. So you'd have to. Kind I mean, of... would anyone buy a hundred dollar candle? I don't think. <laughs> Probably not. But um... that's what I'm saying. It's like so. It's got. I think it's got to be like a custom. Like people got to like order this type yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's beautiful, and I yeah. think it's something you need to pursue. Definitely. But anyway, so we were shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back to the present. We were like looking for stuff and he grabs everything. He bought you like a macaroon stuffed animal thing. So cute. Like one of those it almost looks like a squishmallow. Yeah. Animal, but it's a macaroon with a little face on it and hearts. And it's so cute. And then we were in home goods and we went to the clearance aisle and he found this gigantic <laughs> painting. Yeah. It was only 20 bucks, but still, it's huge. What is it? It's got to be like at least three feet tall. Yeah. It's, it's Marie, like 36 by 24. Marie Antoinette. Okay. Wearing aviator sunglasses. Wearing aviator sunglasses. And it's like graffiti on the bottom with a lion next to her side. A lion. With a, with a crown on. With a spray painted crown on top. It's, it's a wild painting. It's bizarre. And why did he want it? He said, because this reminds me of me and mama. <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, maybe we can find something else that reminds you, you and mom. And he's like, no, I need to get her this. And I was oh, like, yeah. you'll have to post a picture of that too. So people can understand I will. what it is. I will. I absolutely will. But well, he was adamant about it. And I was like, all right, we'll get it. 
So we're going to hang it in the hallway by his room. Mm -hmm. But I had to warn you about it. Yes. Like, just... You were like, it's very obnoxious. Uh -huh. <laughs> just be ready for it. And you're right. You weren't wrong. Mm -hmm. You were not wrong. So yeah, that's really, I mean, what else is going on in our little world? Oh, you got, should we talk about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You got spotted. I, got, I did. You got recognized. I did. By someone in the Walmart. <laughs> I did. And they messaged you on your big account. And yep. they're like, uh, you can tell. They messaged book. me on my Peppers a Peach account, my big account. And they were like, oh my gosh, I think I just saw you in Walmart in blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I was like yep <laughs> that's wild and he was like I didn't want to come up and say hi because you were with a young boy and you know I was like mm -hmm. I was with my my son you know but yeah say hi next time now now I have to like now that I was recognized forget it I have to completely go incognito when yeah we, go out. we already go incognito when we go into stores but now it's got to be like I was shocked that he recognized me too. I know. It's crazy. It is weird. I mean, I forget. It. <laughs> I was going to say I was wearing a lot of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you know my Peppers and Peach account, right. you'll understand what I'm talking about. But right. no, I mean, I just look like I dress every day. We've already talked about this. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's crazy. But yeah, it's weird it was weird it was weird cool it was kind of cool it's I have cool to say. a little flattering it's, it's a little odd. weird yeah because that's it happened at like the garlic festival too yeah like, i mean i've known these people that saw us but still it's like shocking when people come up to mm -hmm. yeah it is so yeah anyway anyway so let's get into it a little bit talking about angels because I have done my research and things like that, but I want to include you in the beginning here. And I want to know, <clears throat> as I've said before, I never read the Bible, so I know little things about it. But to you, like, what are angels? First of all, let's let's start with that. So from my, from the biblical perspective is angels were made like before humans, right? And they... They don't have free will. That's that's like a big thing in the Bible. Like they that's serve God. You say that because it really, as I'm doing my research, I'm really uh, realizing that mm -hmm. they don't. No. And they, it feels like they're almost eternally. Stuck. They serve God. Yeah. Like they were created to serve God. Right. And that's where the whole like. Lucifer's story comes from he rebelled you know yeah and took a third of the angels with him um <clears throat> and then you can get into like the book of Enoch where with the fallen angels where they were the watchers and they also rebelled but what they knew what they were doing was wrong mm -hmm. but they bred with human women and created the Nephilim we were not we're not going to get into that now but they also taught humans so many things like good and bad this alchemy uh weapon making like so they're like they pushed humanity forward but then like if in the book of enoch 
they were teaching humans what they would say like wicked things you know and archangel michael actually had to step in Mm -hmm. and like get rid of them you know yeah but that's that's for another time and a place i think Mm -hmm. we can do that separately but yeah so the angels were created first um i believe they're right in the beginning of the bible i don't have it right in front of me but i know they are also at the end of genesis when they're they kick adam and eve out of the garden of eden and there is a cherubim stationed outside and it's kind of hinted that it's like a portal type thing like they're guarding it so they can't get back in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um most of the angels in the bible are not like what we think like what pop culture would uh or art would depict an angel as you know everyone thinks like a cherubim is like a chubby little baby angel but they're not they're almost looks like a sphinx type thing right from the descriptions but so anyway in the bible the angels serve god they are at his throne. They deliver messages. They can kind of disguise themselves as humans in a sense. There's there's many uh, stories where they come down and they deliver messages and they look like humans. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. Today, I'm going to really get into it mm-hmm. a little bit deeper and discuss the ranking. There is a hierarchy too. Right of angels so i'm going to talk about that and i'm going to give the detail of what these angels actually look like Mm -hmm. yeah and did you talk about your angel reading in the last one um i think i touched on it briefly Mm -hmm. yep no i just think it's interesting because like i think i've definitely interacted with some angels and i know you feel Mm -hmm. the same and it's not it's not like anything it's just like a weird moment where like someone shows up at like the right time they say the right thing it's never been like a life-saving thing where someone an angel pulled me out of a burning vehicle or anything it's just like you're walking in a store and someone says something to you that you either need to hear or whatever but then they just kind of walk away and you don't see them again or you're like why did that happen so i always wondered is that an angel in disguise or does like the angel kind of get channeled through the person that's exactly what i said did you listen to the episode i put out nico yes of course i did because that's exactly what i talked about oh okay right yeah maybe subconsciously i just remembered that no but it's a real question i have (laughs) no it is right it's valid i talked about that because i always wonder that too because these encounters that you have with people that just deliver something profound to you and then kind of disappear and you're like what or thought provoking or something you just needed to hear and then they're gone in a sense right Mm -hmm. and then i always think yeah is exactly what you said so right like i just think of that one i had in walmart like a year ago when Mm -hmm. i was with the older one yeah in the store and that old lady came up to us and talked to us for like a half an hour Mm -hmm. it was wild and what she had to say to you wasn't nonsense no it was like yeah it was very touching, you know, you know what I mean? Like we right. both needed to hear that at yeah. that time. So it's just interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I always wonder because like the angels don't have free will. And I just, I touched on it. And you said, you don't believe me, but like, if we live in a no, simulation, I, I don't believe you. I said, I'm open to hearing this, but I don't know. Right. So, but go ahead and explain what you're going to say. 
the theory I'm playing around with is if we are in a simulation, right? And these angels serve God. If God is the simulation or the AI or whatever, are these angels like tech support? You know what I mean? Like if you open up a chat bubble and communicate with these angels, can they help you? Almost like, obviously it's not that simple. Like you're on a computer talking to an AI, but in like an etheric sense, like you're, you're putting out your prayer, you're asking for help and they're going to show you how to, they're going to either help you do something behind the scenes. What are your thoughts on that? Cause it's an idea I've been playing around with. Like they're part of the program. I have a hard time though with this program thing right? in nature and the whole mother earth thing and mm -hmm. the universe, but in a sense, you can correlate the similarities, right? But I don't believe that angels are AI. You think angels? You think AI existed back when the Bible? Say the Bible existed, or the think book of it not. like. See, this is the problem. We get stuck in this idea that it's a computer program. Think of it as like a biological simulation, where it's like it's not a everyone. The Matrix made it seem like it's a computer program that we're stuck in. But what if it's not? What if it's literally just a different level of consciousness? Like this is all real, but it's artificial in a sense that like it's being manufactured and created. So we're stuck in this bubble and like the earth itself is not that's this is the idea I have that like the earth, the physical earth and the mountains and the forests and all that stuff is very real. But we've created this like simulation that we're stuck in. And like once you break out of it and you get deep into nature, weird shit starts happening. Stuff where there's no cell phone connection. I don't know. That's a whole nother tangent. But my thought was, what if these angels are just part of this program that hmm. are here to help you? And they do. Like if there is like, quote unquote, a virus in the simulation, like do they fight it behind the scenes? Are they? Well, there are designated angels that do work Right, with Solely. natural disasters. With, with yeah. yeah, so it's interesting to me to think of it like these angels are almost programmed by God. That's why they don't have free will, because they're here to keep things working properly. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, right. So it's just interesting, because then, but they also do help you on an individual level as well. Yes, and there's different types of angels that do that. Right. So, so I'm going to so, stop rambling. There's so many of them, and it's it's really cool. So I'm excited to get into that. Yeah, I'll stop with my conspiracy psychopath stuff, <laughs> and I'll let you take over from here. Okay. And say what you need to say, because I want to hear it, and I don't want to keep, you know, doing what I do, <laughs> doing what talking I do. about crazy shit, so... All right. Well, take it away. Thank you, Nico. Well, thank you, Nico, for joining us in the beginning part. And then Nico is going to come back at the end to close out uh, part two of this series. So the angels duties come with a vast range of specialties and assignments. Some angels take care of feeding, caring, and providing for every plant and animal where there are other ones according to Islam, that write all the souls of men. These angels in particular are known as the Kiraman Katibin, 
which also means honorable scribes. Then there's a hierarchy of angels. And this I find very interesting. In the De Colestia Hierarchia of Suedo Dionysus, this was written sometime during the 4th to 5th century CE, it says that there are nine levels to the hierarchy of angels. So in ascending order, this is how it goes. So I'm starting at the lowest to the top. So they are angels, archangels, principalities, powers, virtues, dominions, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. And in my research, I have found that there is lots of debate about the superior angels. And that is because there are several various factors to consider. And among these factors is the proximity of the angels to God and power. And power itself can all be dependent on various lines of thought. So for example, the seraphim are the closest to God. They are celestial and considered the most ethereal beings. Archangels, however, act as the driving force. Their power is beyond magnificent. They interact with the physical world more than the seraphim, and they actually have the power to cause change in the physical world. Also, if there's any power opposed to them, they can stop it immediately. The archangels are also referred to as the watchers because they look after humanity and its affairs. So let's get into the hierarchy and talk about the different angelic beings. Very important to note is that not all angels are created equal. They all have special permissions and roles. And this is according to not only the Bible and the writings from the Suedo Dionysus, but also from Thomas Aquinas, his writing of Summa Theologica. So there are three spheres of angels with each containing subdivisions and classifications for each type of angel. Also interesting to note, human beings do not become angels after death. The Christian canon specifically dictates that human beings become something greater than angels in heaven after their death. The logic here is that human beings have had to endure the trials and tribulations of earth, and those that have maintained their faith throughout their time here are worthy of a higher designation than even an archangel, which could be the reason that there were so many fallen angels turning on God. I think biblically, this is why Lucifer fell. He hated humans and was jealous of the way we were upheld by God over the angels. But according to these texts explaining the angel hierarchy, archangels are one of the lower classifications. However, there are exceptions, which I will explain soon. Okay, so more getting into the hierarchy here. So the first sphere, these are the angels of heaven that serve us, sorry, that serve as heavenly servants to God. From the top tier in this category, we have number one, as I stated before, the seraphim. 
The name seraphim means the burning ones, and they are the highest angelic class. They take care of God's throne and shower him with constant praise. They have six wings, two covering their face, two covering their feet, two to fly. Technically, seraphim are considered a division of holy messenger, not an angel, but theologians tend to put them with angels. Number two are the cherubim. They guard the way to the tree of life and to the throne of God. They are guardians of the Garden of Eden. They have four faces, man, ox, lion, and eagle. They have four feet and a lion body with oxen feet. There has been a huge misconception over the past few centuries with cherubim and puto. Puto are the little pudgy babies you see in Renaissance paintings, usually draped in cloth or shown naked. Cherubim are known to be terrifying looking, quite the opposite of what we would refer to as a cherub. Actually, Thomas Aquinas believed Satan to be a cherubim before he fell. Thomas Aquinas was known as the greatest of the scholastic philosophers. He produced a comprehensive synthesis of Christian theology that influenced Roman Catholic doctrine for centuries and was adopted as the official philosophy of the church in 1917. So number three now in the first sphere. Remember, the first sphere is the highest to God. So this is number three. We're going down. Number one was the seraphim. Number two, the cherubim. And now number three are the thrones. They are described as elders carrying the throne of God. And they are actually depicted as older angels actually like having God's throne on their back. They're like bent over holding their the throne. They are believed to be the same as the 24 elders described in the book of Revelation. They are also described as fiery wheels with a hundred eyes on the rims. So that is very interesting. Okay, now the second sphere. This sphere fulfills God's plan in the universe. So the first sphere were the ones, were the angels of heaven that serve as heavenly servants to God. And they were the seraphim, cherubim, and the thrones. Now we're in the second sphere that fulfills God's plan in the universe. So number four, yet the first in this tier, are the dominions or lordships. They are known to look like beautiful human beings. They are responsible for keeping lower angels in line. They take illumination and guidance from higher higher <laughs> hierarchies. And they govern the universe. Number five in this category, virtues or strongholds, as some might call them. They operate movement in the universe. Often they are associated with planets, elements, seasons, and nature. And they carry out miracles and heavenly signs. Number six are the powers or authorities. They assist in governing the natural order. They are warrior angels tasked with fighting the war against demonic forces and are often fighting demons. Samael is a stronghold angel and the archangel of death. He is often depicting holding a scythe, scythe I believe it's called, a tool used for cutting crops 
it's a long curved blade at the end of a long pole. You've seen it like in horror movies and things like that. So that is how Samuel is often depicted being the archangel of death. Now the third sphere. The angels in this tier are the same as guardian angels and heavenly messengers to the human beings. So number seven, or the first in this tier, are the principalities or rulers. They are usually depicted as wearing crowns or holding scepters. Their job is to carry out the tasks dealt to them by the upper echelon angels and to deliver blessings. They are also credited with inspiring breakthroughs in art and science. Number eight, archangels. Leader angels, that's what they're known as, assigned to communicate and carry out God's important plans for man. However, and I found this very interesting because I did not know this before, there is a difference between archangels not capitalized and archangels capitalized. A, Michael is the most famous of the capitalized archangels. In this case, the capital A archangels take top rank above all others, even the seraphim. And Michael is the highest ranked archangel of all. So he is the highest angel above all. So in the beginning, like I said, there's the first tier seraphim known as closest to God. But if you're an archangel in that category with a capital A, you're above the seraphim. And you are still tasked to carry out everything that God has planned for man. So they are said to be the guardian angels of nations concerned with politics, economics, and military matters. Lowercase a archangels, however, are the second lowest choir of angels. They are given the distinction of an arch to signify their status above the common angel. And number nine are angels. Closest to the human world, they are mostly concerned with matters of living beings on earth. Guardian angels are also in this group, and they are meant to serve humanity. So there are said to be seven archangels in the Bible and 12 in the Kabbalah. But it is said that there are also four main archangels, which are part of these groups as well. The four main ones dictate direction, but... I'm actually going to get into each archangel in detail in the next episode, which I'm very excited about. So the seven in the Bible are Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, which are also known as the top four, along with Sariel, Ragiel, and Remiel. Now the 12 in the Kabbalah are Michael, Metatron, Raziel, Cassiel, Zadkiel, Samael, Uriel, and Haniel, Raphael, and Jophiel, Gabriel, and Sandalphon. So, Nico. Yeah. What do you... <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. welcome back. So, what do you think? Do you think there's seven from the Bible or 12 from the Kabbalah? I'm going to go with probably the 12. Because the Bible, there's so many like extra biblical things that they've left out. And you know, like, why would there only be seven? You know, like, it just. I agree. There's so many other things like in the Kabbalah, like that 
pertain to the Bible, but aren't mentioned in the Bible. And I'm sure there's lost books from the Bible that aren't, that we don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just found the book of Enoch fairly recently. I I agree. I think it's the 12. Mm -hmm. Also, I had that angel reading and like Sandalphon popped up. Mm -hmm. There were different, there were ones from right, the Kabbalah that Like Metatron, that that's... Yep. Um, I've heard that name before. Yes. That's like the voice of God, right? Yep. Right. But we're going to get into all of them mm -hmm. in the next episode. But yeah. So I just was curious about. We should rewatch the movie Dogma. What you thought. It's I know. Like, <laughs> we will. It's got a lot about angels. and We'll do that. Um, yeah. No, I think. I think there there's probably even more than 12, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there probably is. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't think the Bible talks about even Samuel, the angel of death. Right. I don't think, but that's, he's in the Kabbalah. Mm. So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, too, that angels have their own personalities as well. And, like, their own names. Mm -hmm. And even though... Oh, I wanted you to talk about this. Different religions have. Well, right. That's what's so interesting. It's like, well, <clears throat> all the Abrahamic religions all have angels in them. That's Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. They all talk about angels. I mean, in like Wicca and lots of uh, like more pagan mm -hmm. type religions, they all talk about angels and yeah. stuff. So. It's pretty universal. Like it's a universal concept. And right. when it's like the flood story, when there's more than one and they all kind of repeat and they all kind of do similar things, they might have different names, but every religion has like this guardian figure of light or you can all kind of relate to like Archangel Mike. Like, so when you have all that throughout multiple, like there's gotta be something to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they all, <clears throat> all their names pretty much mean the same thing too in right. all of these different religions. Right. So yeah, I look for stuff like like patterns. When you see patterns mm -hmm. like that, then you start to say like, all right, something, there's something to this. For sure. I yeah. agree. <clears throat> Isn't it weird too? After the first angel episode I did, angel things were happening to us. Right. Some angelic type things. Mm-hmm. We actually, we love to shop at thrift shops mm -hmm. and we walked in and there was a statue of Uriel and I had to get him, yeah. but we, I would never have seen him. I, I'm just convinced he was put there for me to, to get. Right. It's just, and again, you know, some people will be like, oh, well, you're talking about it more. So you're just noticing it. But like, what are the odds? That like, didn't Uriel come up in the reading? Yes. So he comes up in this reading that you do with this angel lady, which mm -hmm. we've talked about before was weird how you even met her. Yes. That was awfully coincidental. Mm -hmm. Like the timing of that. Then you do this reading, this angel comes up. The issue you guys were talking about in the reading somewhat got resolved. Yes. And we go to the goodwill. And there's a statue of that particular angel there. Right. It's almost like it's scripted. Like it, It's almost, yeah. 
it doesn't sound real but it is right and fyi we do always i do always look for angels and stuff like that i mean look at the painting we have no i know hallway. that's what i'm saying like yeah we look for this kind of you stuff see so, it more but but what are the odds of that specific set of circumstances and i know we can't get into like the nitty-gritty details at yeah. all but it's just weird because mm -hmm. you find this angel statue then we look it up and it's holding a torch Mm -hmm. And it's got a spear and all that. Like, who is that? Oh, it's Uriel. Oh, that's weird. Right? <laughs> oh, you know? that's weird. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. It's very interesting. It is. And then randomly, we were sitting in the family room one night. Mm -hmm. And we had all the lights off. And we like to have candles on and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was weird. I and I looked up. And in the middle of like the ceiling were angel wings. <laughs> Yeah, so we have these three fake candles on the mantelpiece. You know, the kind that are like they're remote. LED, yeah. like you, And you, yeah, they look like real flickering candles, but they're not. They're so battery operated. We've had these on there since we pretty much moved in. Mm -hmm. They've been there at least since before Halloween. Yeah. And they're on every night. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen them cast a they shadow. They turn on remotely if they're on a timer. So they come on at like right. six o'clock every night. Right. But what I'm saying is I've never once seen them cast a shadow on the ceiling never and like there was just it looked like angel wings uh -huh. on the ceiling but we don't know if it was from that that's the only light source that could have been doing that it was weird that's what i'm saying like, and it i didn't... said to you i'm doing something right <laughs> yeah and then you i had just that got picture. a sign that i'm doing something right and then i posted a picture on one of my other accounts and I said to Nico, oh my gosh, this was what, a couple days later? Mm -hmm. Same thing, the lighting. The, the way background. the lighting was in the background, the way the sun played off of me, I guess, you can see an angel wing behind right. me. And that wasn't planned. That no, wasn't... there could be no way I could plan that. Right. It's the light mm -hmm. reflecting on the wall behind me. Mm -hmm. yeah, Wild. And this all happened in one week. Yeah. After I... After we put out this episode, right? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Or after I recorded it, either one. Yeah, but... yeah, because we didn't put it out. Did we put it out the same day? We might have. I don't. I remember, don't remember either. But, but I think it was right after I recorded it. Yeah. Because you always like kind of think like, oh man, you know, should I be talking about this stuff? Should I be talking about my experience? Should I? I say but... yeah because it's the only thing we know. Like you only know your experience. I know, but I got confirmation. Yeah. It, you know. Mm -hmm. so it was pretty cool yeah but I'm glad you joined me this time Nico oh yeah I'm glad I joined <laughs> I admit I contributed so much to this episode but I'm gonna start I'm gonna do some episodes of things that are like what I'm focused on right now you know you're balls deep in angels if I had balls they'd be they'd deep, be deep. Yep. You're right. But yeah, I want to do like an orgone episode and focus more on like crystals and th you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should and do things like that. But this is a cool series you're doing. I and love I, it. I think you should also do like when you're done filming your little redhead facts, you should do a podcast just kind of going over it all. You know what I mean? Over what? All the redhead facts as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. like, 
it's weird how like it translates like people that s see the instagrams don't always listen to the podcast and but and then there's people that aren't on social media that listen to the podcast you know what i'm saying like we have listeners that don't have social media but somehow they find the show so yeah, it's like it's they're not going to get that content oh i see what you're saying so right you should put so, out an episode yeah on redheads i will yeah i will definitely do that so yeah so on to the next we're going to be talking about the next episode number three mm. in the series we're going to dive deep into the specific archangels mm. and their qualities right that they possess right and probably they, focus a lot on michael there's a lot what they can him. do for you yeah we'll definitely start out with michael mm -hmm. with the top notch and then just go downhill from there. Then just, <laughs> they're all important, the archangels. But oh, well, they all have their own thing. But I'm just saying there's yeah. so much material on Michael that you can find. Yeah, for From sure. like the Book of Enoch to just the Bible to literally like. And I'm going to let you handle that research. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to handle the other stuff. Right. The art, the personality he has, mm -hmm. what he can do for you. Mm -hmm. when you call upon him what you see when he appears to you things like right. that i was just remembering too that show supernatural remember that yeah. show like towards the end they have this whole thing about like michael fighting satan and so, like it's that's right i forgot about that you know what i mean so it's it's everywhere you know it is everywhere that's an interesting show we should re we should rewatch that because there's a lot of like that a was fun. yeah yeah anyway all right. Well, why don't we wrap up today? Yeah. What other movies have we watched, though? Oh. I know we've watched. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, like, I rewatched Twin Peaks. That's just in general what we have rewatched. Yeah, like. Well, we just rewatched the entire. Seinfeld. Seinfeld well. from yeah, that was fun. top to bottom, bottom to top. How Talk many times have we done that? Political correctness, <laughs> though, like, not like conspiracy, but like just how cancel culture is today. Oh, like forget you it. couldn't even get half of those Seinfeld episodes could not be published or <laughs> distributed today. Well, everyone would be crying. Right. So sensitive. And that's what, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe? Maybe. It's it's wild to think about that. Yeah. The, but, the shit they got away with. Mm-hmm. Which isn't even it's not I even. I love bad. it though. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's just it's no, it's like the shit that we don't get away with anymore. It's like how sensitive everyone's become. I know. It's crazy. Anyway. Don't be so sensitive. Right. Live a little. Grow a pair of balls. What happened, everybody? I don't know. Gen X and up are. It's the millennials. The millennials. They always are they the up. sensitive ones? Yeah. And I don't even know about these new, like these new, the new generation, Gen Z or whatever. It's that they, they are they even real? <laughs> <laughs> well, our almost thirteen year old is a Gen Z. Right? right. He's like the tail end of it. Yeah. But he sees through a lot of the bullshit. He does. He thinks it's, we have very odd children. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very, very mature for their. They're very mature. They're, they're like old souls. Mm -hmm. They're just. But other kids his age, you're like. They're very sensitive. Yeah, but in a, like, it's weird to explain. They're like. Not, not sensitive, like their hearts. It's like. They're, yeah, they're more sensitive they're, they're to thoughts, like, like. They're kind of like. I don't. I guess the thing is they're more 
like millennials are very set in their ways. Mm -hmm. There's some millennials that are like, there is no God, there is no aliens, there's no paranormal. It's all can be explained by science. And boomers are the same way too. Yeah. Gen X, I've noticed, are more like, yeah, that could be possible. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I could see that, you know millennials are steadfast they're just like nope it's either yes or no like yeah we're more open to the possibilities but i've noticed with the gen z they're they're apathetic about it but they're like yeah it's like they believe that there's like aliens they believe that there's shit beyond like they don't yeah i don't know if that's just culture ingraining that stuff like you know what i mean i feel like millennials are more scared of everything too yeah we are yeah there's like a very there's like a lot of fear in you guys mm-hmm. and an identity crisis too yeah i'm not talking about this whole other thing that kids go through right now they're they're it's pushed on i'm talking about pure soul identity crises right. with you people right like you don't know who you are we're trying to like make a name for ourselves always and it but we don't know but you're are. everywhere right you're everywhere i don't know this is a whole nother episode. Here we go again. We're always fucking getting... millennials, fucking everything up. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up before we just go you, straight down. The why don't you first. end it, Nico, since it's your show and you've let me take over it's a not little my bit. show anymore. <laughs> I've retired. <laughs> no, no, you have it's not. yours now. If you like the show, do us a big favor. Share it. Share it everywhere you can. Like our shit on Instagram and share the goddamn show. Like it on Apple. Give us a five-star review. Even if you don't like the show, give it a five-star review and then write whatever you feel like writing. You know what I mean? Write us, if you love the show, write us a nice review. Go on Spotify. It takes half a second. Just click like, like five stars. Boom. Yeah, that'll help the show grow. We want to do this more. You know? And it's nice to know that people are listening and supporting us and, you know, just you're into it. It's so It gives cool. us drive to do it more. Right. And it's so cool when like a total stranger that doesn't follow you on like social media is like, oh, I love your show. Like we met someone on Matt's uh, Patreon roundtable he yeah. does. And they were like, we love your, she was like, I love your show. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know you. (laughs) It's great. But I love that. Yeah. It's cool to hear people listen. Mm -hmm. So send us messages. And if you have paranormal shit, send it to us too. We're not just giving up on that. No, not at all. But like, I don't know. No one wants to to share it. So. Okay. Stop being so negative. I'm not being negative. Listen, a lot of people have this problem. We know people, other friends yes. of podcasters that ask the same thing. People don't like to do it. They just want to hear right. it and be entertained sometimes. Right. They don't want to share their experiences. I get it. But thank you to everyone that does listen. Yes. And, we so uh, appreciate you. We are. We're going to put out more content as we go. We just. Yes, we're going and I'm doing it, baby. I'm doing it. I know. It's your show now. <laughs> Someone had to I get know. this ball rolling again. Light the fire again. Hey. Anyway, thank you. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And look forward to another show next week. Yeah. And as we dive deep into Archangels. Archangels. All right. Godspeed, folks.